Welcome to The Faithful Podcast. I'm your host, Keely Scott, with Compassion International. The Word of God is filled with the voices of mothers, daughters, sisters, and wives. Each of their stories shows us different sides of God's kindness, love, and faithfulness, and how that faithfulness is just as active and present today as it was thousands of years ago. The Faithful Project is a gathering of female poets, songwriters, authors, and storytellers, creating a space for them to dive into the stories of the ancient and mysterious women of the Word and to learn and share about their own stories in the process. We are so glad you've joined us today as we speak of what we've seen. On today's episode, we unlock hidden truths in the story of Rahab from the book of Joshua. Join Amanda Bible Williams, co-founder of She Reads Truth, photographer Joy Prouty, writer and artist Savannah Locke, and singer-songwriter Jess Ray, as they discuss what it means to risk it all like Rahab and align yourself with what God is doing in our world. Their conversation is a fierce reminder that God uses ordinary and marginalized people to enact His perfect plan. I can't wait to hear what they have to say. I'm Amanda Bible Williams. Um, that is my maiden name. That is not a self-imposed nickname. No, Love that's it. right. Really? Really. Yeah, it's my maiden you're, name. You're very maiden name wait, see, what, what did you think it was? Did you think it was a nickname? Yes. I don't I don't know. It just seems so perfect. <laughs> I guess I, was I like, thought it was I need your middle. An explanation. Oh, well, that, that's I like amazing. That. It needs no explanation. Um, I do invite people to read the Bible for a living. That sounds weird. Um, so through a neat. company called She Reads Truth. And um, I'm married to David, have four children. My house is very loud. Yes. And I'm from Nashville. <laughs> I do feel, though, that having the name Amanda Bible Williams, mm-hmm. like from birth, you were destined to do what you were <laughs> yes. doing. I mean, you it's do. like the Lord knew. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Chad Baseball Jones. <laughs> like, yes, you were meant to be an MLB player. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, oh, my turn. Who's next? Hello. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just looking at you. <laughs> uh, my name is Joy Prouty. I live in Hendersonville, Tennessee, not too far from here. I have six children. I'm an artist. And uh, I, I got nothing else, guys. Cool. <laughs> so happy that you're here. You have excellent Thanks. bangs. Thank you. That's important information. Perfect. Thank you. Listeners need to know. Uh, craft scissors are very oh, wow. <laughs> a good plan. Very wow. impressive. You, even before the pandemic. Mm. I've been practicing for a while. All right. You were ready. Next. Um, I am Savannah Locke. I own my own real estate media business. That's what I do for a living. And I also write. And so I wrote one of the chapters in this book, which I'm super excited about. And I'm super excited about talking about rehab. That's my fact. Did you sing on the project too? I did. I sang on the project too. Yay. Yeah. A verse here, a bridge there. (laughs) Joy, did you? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Me (laughs) either. Maybe you and I need a special. You guys didn't? Verse. Well, (laughs) technically. Yeah. Talk me through it. Nathan did let Rachel and me sing. Some BGVs. Come on. But he said oh. he would, how did he put it? Um, Hide them in it. The <laughs> <laughs> like a bagel? Like bagels. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, so you mean you won't hear it. Right. Yes. Okay, great. Then I'm happy to sing. 
That's so you can still claim it. But I bet you did, Jess. Did I did. You? I did. I sang on a couple of songs with some other awesome people. This thing is amazing. I can't wait to hear it. I know. I'm excited. Hear it all. I've only heard little bits and pieces of the song. So, yeah. Um, yes, my name is Jess Ray, and I am from Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, what else are we telling about ourselves? Oh, okay. I'm a singer-songwriter, a producer, um and yeah i live uh in north carolina with my husband and two dogs piper and birdie precious and birdie's the baby right yes we just got a new little puppy and things were a little crazy between them for a little while because the older one thought we had ruined her life but it's coming around. But you kind of did. We, a little bit. Truly, the way she looked at us for about three or four days was like, what have you done? Yes, betrayal. And, uh, but it's working out and they're playing a lot and wrestling and stuff. So it's super fun. Love it. But yeah, this is my first time uh, doing a po- any sort of podcast. Are you kidding wow. me? So I feel a little nervous. And I, so I thought I would just say that out loud. Like, I don't actually know what I'm doing, even though I've listened to tons of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll be like, have a head start, but I've never actually uh, done so this before. So I- think the thing that is probably important to know is that most people who are who do podcasts or are on podcasts don't super know what they're doing. Sweet. So I <laughs> think it. you're fine. I think Get you're right in good company. Okay, so we're going to talk about Rahab. Mm-hmm. Um, our story, Rahab's story, comes from Joshua chapter 2 and chapter 6. And yeah, I mean, Rahab, you probably have heard her referred to as Rahab the prostitute because I think everywhere in scripture? I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that, although I do realize this is being recorded. <laughs> um, that I, she's often, her name appears with her label. Mm-hmm. Um, and she mm-hmm. is known as um, a prostitute. And so, but Rahab's story is pretty remarkable. So after Moses dies and Joshua is given the um, you know mantle from the Lord that you're going to lead um, my people into the promised land, Joshua sends two spies to go scout out the land. Mm -hmm. And these spies um, go to Rahab's house and she hides them because the king really quickly gets word that the spies are in the land and he comes looking for them. And he's like, I heard they're at Rahab's. Um, And she she hid them. She had hidden them on the roof. um, and, And she lied to the king. And she says, yes, they came to me, but I don't know where they came from. And when they left, they went out the city gate. And so she was really strategic in saying that because as soon as she said that, they go after the men and the gates are shut behind them. So Mm -hmm. the men are even like safer because they've gone the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. Um, She'd (laughs) hidden them under stalks of flax on the roof. And Rahab's smart. She goes back up and before they go to sleep for the night, she's like, listen, um, I know who you are. I know who your God is. And I want you to help me. Mm-hmm. I want we. I know what's about to happen, and I want you to help mm-hmm. me. I'm going to actually read this part from the NIV. This is Joshua chapter 2, starting in verse 8. Before the spies lay down for the night, she, Rahab, went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land. Sidebar, they hadn't taken the land yet. Mm-hmm. So listen to what she's saying. She says, I know that the Lord has given you this land. 
and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. Mm -hmm. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to Sion and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on the earth below. Mm. So she's professing faith Mm -hmm. in Yahweh. I mean, she's saying like, listen, we've seen all this. We've heard all this. And even though we are mightier than you as a people, we know that you are going to just flatten us. And, and, but then she goes on to say like, your God, he's the actual God Mm. um, of heaven, earth, And so then she asks of them, and this is verse 12. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family Mm -hmm. because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. Mm -hmm. And they say, yes, Mm -hmm. they say, our lives for your lives. Mm -hmm. And then there's just the cool parts of the story where she, um, they, they let she lets them down by the scarlet cord and mm-hmm. they say um now put the scarlet cord in the window when we come to conquer the land make sure your family's in here and if you don't give us up we will make sure you're saved mm-hmm. and that's what happens mm-hmm. in chapter 6 um it even details you know that that all of Jericho is destroyed but Rahab it's the phrase used and I don't remember in what translation it was Rahab and her family are saved alive um because of her faith in the foreign god mm-hmm. you know in Yahweh so that's the story and she goes on like she's in the lineage of Christ mm-hmm. she's in Matthew's genealogy she's mm-hmm. listed in the lineage of Christ she's listed in the hall of faith that we call Hebrews 11 mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? Like the concept of like, how did you used to think about this story and how has that changed over time? I have big feelings about that. Mm -hmm. But what do you guys think about Rahab when you think of her? So for me growing up, like what you said at the beginning, I loved how you pointed that out, that Rahab always has the prostitute next to it, which I think is true. I read that this morning. Um, I was like, I'm surprised that you're right, but that's what it sounded like. No, I didn't actually know. Yeah. But even if it, it wasn't sure if it was actually true in scripture, but in my mind, that's how she's always. Right. Mm -hmm. 100%. You know, it's like Rahab, oh, the prostitute. And I think growing (laughs) up, I thought of Rahab differently. Like when I was even told the story, because it was like, Oh, Rahab, the prostitute where she was, you know, going around sleeping around with all of these people and being promiscuous and whatever. And then now obviously like being in school and et cetera has shown me that this was not like a chosen profession that Mm -hmm. people who were prostitutes in that time, that this was something that people did for survival. So even reframing that for Mm -hmm. me has Mm -hmm. been so helpful Mm -hmm. that a lot of the sermons that I heard growing up around Rahab were like, "Mm, like God is so good because he even uses prostitutes, like nasty (laughs) prostitutes. And the truth is, is that actually, no, this woman was marginalized in acting in order to survive, which you see her survival instincts in play in amazing ways, in shrewd ways. Mm -hmm. And that she's so strong and so powerful, but because she's a woman, and foreigner, et cetera, that she was actually like 
in, on the outcast and the outskirts of society. And that has totally reframed how I see this story now versus like when I was younger thinking like gross Rahab, like doing all these bad things. And God was like so gracious to use her. But instead I'm like, oh, Rahab was actually the bomb. Like she like operated in order to survive and provide mm-hmm. for her family. And she was like doing all these amazing things. And she was prophetic in a lot of ways and saw what God was doing. But mm-hmm. like, even though Yahweh wasn't her God yet, mm-hmm. and she was able to like see through it and obey and like operate in faith. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how a lot of that has reframed in my mind. Yes, totally. I, the word comes to mind, like she's, she's actually ordinary. Mm-hmm. And I think like, yeah, thinking that she's a prostitute, obviously in the, in our, our current context, that's just so, you know, we, we have our own idea of what that is like, but yeah, really taking it. I mean, really, I'm just saying the same thing as you that like, um, she's really an ordinary person that, um, you know, inside of the context of her world and reality, um, is listening to what's happening in the towns nearby that are being conquered that she's hearing really the testimonies or the, people testifying of what's happening mm-hmm. to the nearby cities. Yeah. And she's realizing whoever is behind all of this is the real God. And she like in an act of crazy bravery, like aligns <laughs> herself yes. with, and really like risks it all on the true God yeah. and really like the care that she takes for her family. And I mean, I could go on and on. I think I just, if I'm totally honest, I had not really ever like, read the story with such like just trying to really see what was in it Mm, like like I like I have today and just trying to like anyway so I really am moved by her her bravery her like ability to kind of and then yeah I think I think I got hung up on the prostitute thing at some point or like that was like the headline when it's just like I don't know. I was able to kind of move past that and see like Mm -hmm. so much more of the story and not get hung up on that idea for the first time and realize just how um, extraordinary her actions and choices were, but like how ordinary of a person she was. Mm Yeah. That's so good. And that she was out, you know, her, her life was kind of on the outskirts of the city because she wasn't just marginalized culturally. Like, you know, Living it's the their wall. thought that, yeah, that like she would be pushed out yeah. to the outside yeah. of the city, which actually gives her kind of a unique perspective, mm-hmm. you know, of like mm-hmm. what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, and maybe, you know, we were talking before we hit record about like, well, how did they end up there and why? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and you can imagine a lot of answers to that question, but I mean, it might've had something to do with just where she was positioned and located and, um, and that this thing about scripture that sometimes it's exciting to me, but it's also could be really frustrating is that there's so much that's not said, yes. like right. we trust that, yes. you know, that, that God gives us everything we need to know him. And so we trust that scripture is true and complete, but you know, there's not, it's like that line in John where he says about Jesus, if if we'd written down everything, there was all right. the stories about Jesus. Mm-hmm. We, there's not enough books to hold all the stories. Right. And you're like, oh, but I want to read those stories too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we don't know. There are a lot, there's a lot of the story that we don't know. But the detail that we're given, I read somewhere, I want to say the guy's name, the the scholar's name was Hess, but I don't, don't we'll, we'll look that up, show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that uh, that there are as many words describing Rahab's story and salvation and stuff of like where she's like physically saved as there are in Joshua of, of Jerusalem's 
destruction. Wow. So like that, like the, the author is giving nearly as much weight or as much weight mm-hmm. to this story of this individual woman mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. is used by God in this really mighty way. Um, but also it's the story of a woman and her family, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and then God's whole people taking the promised land, which is mm-hmm. a huge event. And mm-hmm. to see that, like, that we're given not just the bigger story, mm-hmm. but that we're also given this really detailed yes. account. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I really loved how you were talking about that. I've been thinking about because this whole story is in secret. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, her and her profession is obviously something that everything takes place in in the secret. And so I think about, I try to think, how does this relate to me? How can I view it differently than this is this shameful experience? Mm -hmm. And the burdens that we are given, her burden actually allowed this secret to take place. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it just makes me think about if I envision myself as her learning from her and that God is doing the same thing with my burdens and the things that I'm carrying and the things in secret, even though they carried so much shame for her in so many other ways, it also made space for a miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so thinking about it in a different perspective is really, that has been so beneficial for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful interpretation mm-hmm. too. Yes. Yeah, to glean that from the text. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I read to you kind of going along with what you said, when I was reading a little bit about it this morning, talking through like the shame that would have been carried with her profession and how like, especially in terms of what prostitution meant back in that time, that a lot of it wouldn't have been consensual. And so like mm. she was doing mm. it and it was, it was happening to her mm. and that there could have been like abuse there and um, just sexual shame that she would have been forced to carry the burden of, mm, whereas yes. like a man wouldn't be forced to carry the burden right. of that. And they paralleled that with like the, this like Christ centered thing where it's like, yeah, like this burden was put on this person and it might have been unfair, unjust, but then this like redemptive story mm-hmm. sort of came yeah. out of it. Mm-hmm. And so just echoing exactly what you said, mm-hmm. that that's such a powerful testimony mm-hmm. and interpretation that we can find from her, mm-hmm. yeah. from her story. Mm-hmm. And what a picture of the gospel, the story is that, yes. you know, that this outsider, this foreigner, mm-hmm. you know, and who is not ethnically part of God's people, yeah. Israel, um, by her faith yep. is is saved and is brought into God's people. And so like, I mean, that's, that's us, yeah. you know, and that's just the, the verse, I can't remember where it is about the, um, where, you know, the blood of Jesus has um, brought near those who are far away. Mm-hmm. Like that was Rahab and that's mm-hmm. us. And that in Jesus, it's no longer just, the, you know, the Jewish people who are God's people, but mm-hmm. it's those who have faith, Yeah, that's you know, so that if you have faith then your um, descendants of Abraham and um, heirs to the promise. And so to see that, like, even though Jesus had not come onto the scene on earth yet, but that this was all right, like you can see God's heart in this story, mm-hmm. yeah. that that's true for her. Like, I was so blown away by that as well. Like, and it really made me think uh, again of like um, other stories like Noah and the ark and this, like God's judgment is coming on a place Mm -hmm. and he allows a way to be hidden inside something Mm -hmm. and to Mm -hmm. be saved Mm -hmm. um, from that. And 
um, in this, you know, and then his people with the, you know, the, um, blood over the doorpost and just the symbol of, you know, that, um, being something that keeps a household from destruction. And then the same, I just had not really, yeah. Once again, I think I just haven't stopped and given this story the time that it mm. deserves mm-hmm. um, until uh, today. And I was just like, wow, it's the exact same concept of, yeah, I thought it was so neat that it's that it's people outside of uh, it, his nation of Israel. It's mm-hmm. people it's, you know, already telling that grafted in. This is for yes. everyone mm-hmm. message that mm-hmm. is still so true about God. He even if he is still a God that expresses his judgment. And I know that's a sensitive subject in a lot of ways, yeah. but like he is a God that provides a way for everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's showing that to us in this story in that there is a woman who's saying, who's saying that's the true God. I'm going to humble myself before him and before these other people risk my life to Mm -hmm. like, uh, and to protect my family. Mm -hmm. And then her home actually ends up being this like Haven, just like the ark, just like any house with blood over the doorpost Mm -hmm. that anyone who is inside Mm -hmm. that is protected from wrath and judgment and like and then yes that is yeah the gospel which yeah. is anyone who is in jesus yeah. is provided protection god is offering absolutely everyone including people who are not in the the family of israel but you know uh being grafted in and invited into that like it's all in this story and mm. i'm just like duh this is why people have talked about this story for so long but i just feel grateful today to like kind of yeah. realize just how special this story is and really see in rahab like who i want i want to become so and great. you know where it's just mm-hmm. like this wild bravery wisdom super like in tune with the times yeah, yeah. you know like yes. paying attention like she could easily felt like i need to be on this side the side of the city I'm from and Jericho and backing what Jericho's doing, you know, but like God's wrath was against Jericho and she's like, I'm going to be with God instead of the nation or the city that, you know, I'm from Mm -hmm. like just to even be so wise to discern that and go against the grain of her entire Mm -hmm. city and, Mm -hmm. um, would take incredible bravery and discernment on her part. Um, and it's so anyway, mm-hmm. just, I see characteristics in her. I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to be I want like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, it reminds me of, um, of your song with Taylor, bet all I have, like yeah. it, that's what she did. Yep. Mm-hmm. She was like, okay, I don't know what everything, right. but I see, I've seen enough yes. that this is, this is God. Yep. And so like, I'm in right. like all my chips, like her whole family, yep. like I'm in yep. yeah. and that that is crazy in that God would intentionally choose not, not just, so he chooses a woman um, and not like, oh, I'm going to choose like the most upstanding woman in Jericho, <laughs> yeah. but like chooses the opposite of that. Yeah. This woman who has to live this life of shame and, and that that's who the story is going to be through. Like, I just, mm-hmm. it's just all, and it's so like Jesus, right? Like Jesus isn't mentioned, right? Cause this is, jo- this is in Joshua, but there's so much Jesus yeah. in Joshua, the book yes. of Joshua. And then, and in this story, um, it gets me, it gets me fired up because it's one of those things that it's such a gift, I think, to read the Bible over time. And you start to get these new lenses 
where like, wait, like I've read this story and mm-hmm. I've, I knew what happened, but now to like have these connections that you start to make yes. and, and how crazy intricate it all is. Yes. Like all the stuff that you just described, Jess, it's like, God wrote all of that into the story. Right. And it's just genius. It's like when you talk about, you know, any really good, like literary series and you're like, oh my goodness, like to be in the mind of like C.S. Mm-hmm. Lewis and Narnia or, right. you know, Tolkien and Lord of the Rings or J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter. I hope that's okay to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, good it's just me. like, <laughs> they create, or Andrew Peterson. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they create worlds. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, but God actually created mm-hmm. right. <laughs> the world and like, and like wrote this story into reality. And it's crazy. Yeah. So good. It's that's such a good so story. Good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, I love how passionate you guys are getting. It's making me get fired up. (laughs) I have goosebumps as you're talking. I would like to say thank you. Thank you so much to my sponsor, Jeff and Bonnie Mori. We are Jeff and Bonnie Mori, and we had the opportunity to sponsor Nora over 20-some years ago. It's not just us. It's a whole team. It's a whole army of people that God mobilizes in order to affect change in the life of a child. I hope I see you one day. I love you so much, wherever you are. How about today? To see the rest of Nora's amazing story, visit Faithful's YouTube page and our socials at Faithful Project. The links are in the show notes. Dang, I love how passionate you guys are getting. It's making me get fired up. <laughs> I have goosebumps as you're talking. Yeah, and I really I feel like, like we could to... solve some problems right now yeah, if we needed to. Guess. Yeah. Bring the, cape, the nation's documents before I still solve it all. <laughs> COVID, we will take care of it. Um, now I'm being serious again. Okay, so something I really loved, and I would love to come back to you that you mentioned, um, was that idea of talking about um, that there is, yes, this like meta narrative happening, like yes. this like big arch Good happening, word. but yes. then also like this detail, which reminds me honestly of the book of Ruth too, because like yes. Ruth takes place in the time of the judges, but then it's we have this whole book about this one person's story. And I think that like what can be so encouraging too is to see how Rahab was later mentioned in the New Testament is carrying on the lineage of Jesus and how like her act of faith wasn't just for her, but to affect generations that were going to come after her. And I think that sometimes, especially in our lives and even with this year, it feels so difficult to like act out of faith and operate out of faith because Mm -hmm. it's difficult for us to see any sort of positive ramifications or even feel like we're making any sort of difference in the world. But I think what Rahab's story reminds me of is that if you're paying attention to where God's moving and you align yourself with it, Mm. A, like, yes, you are going to be aligned with the Holy Spirit, which is worth it a million times over again. But then also you are making a difference for generations to come in your family, in your church, in your work, whatever it is. And I think it is such a good reminder that every single person's life matters Mm -hmm. and what we do with our lives matters. And then if we didn't, Frederick Buechner has this amazing quote. I'm going to butcher it, but you guys go Google it later. It says, grace is something like, 
this is the party and it wouldn't be the same unless you were here. Mm. And so this idea that like, it's like actually God's grace that like, if we were missing from this story, that something would be missing from the story Mm. and that we actually get to participate as Mm -hmm. co-laborers with God and to collaborate with God and not just be these little robots where it's like, Oh, it doesn't matter if you do what you do. Like God's going to do whatever anyways. And I'm like, no, Rahab mattered. And what she did mattered. And she preserved this lineage and was, prophesying the future of Israel taking over the promised land before anyone seemed to see it. And so I think it's just such a good encouragement for anyone listening that it's like what you're doing with your life matters, even if it feels like it doesn't. Yes. Yes. Well, and it's so true what you just said, Savannah, that like we feel like we can't truly affect any kind of change or, but I, you know, I think about like, we're just aware of so much now, yeah. like the whole world is supposed to be in our mind space and like, we can't, mm-hmm. we're not made for that. And so, you know, what, what Rahab knew was her reality yep. and what she had heard and seen mm-hmm. from her perspective and what had been like orally passed mm-hmm. from town to town and had gotten, you know, to her ears. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so in that, I almost envy that, mm. you know, that mm-hmm. like when the world was smaller, but yeah. the world wasn't smaller. It's just, we didn't have to be aware of everything. A thousand percent. <laughs> and then you yes. can be really engaged in like the part that you do know. Yeah. And yeah. Oh my gosh. That makes when me want to throw my Lincoln, phone in the, <laughs> like right now, like when Abraham Lincoln got elected president, you guys, I just read this. Everyone has to fact check me because everything I say is 50% right, 50% wrong. <laughs> but the essence, the essence of this is true. That when Lincoln got elected president, it literally took like three weeks to get to like South Dakota. Like because yeah, yeah. it just took so long to get anywhere. Right. And right. this idea that now, like, you know, my favorite celebrity pees and I'm watching it on Instagram. Right. But with like these massive <laughs> events that were... Yeah, you can take a moment. No, I was like, I was trying to think of a celebrity named, named like P E A S or Peace, and I my was like, favorite oh, celebrity no, Peace. You mean they go Pee to the, on the toilet, and, and then yes. the rest of the sentence helped us understand. Yes, yes, you're meaning the action of peeing when they Instagram from the toilet. Yes, <laughs> it does. Yes, versus uh-huh. like in these moments, like right. they were able to actually be engaged in their local in a way that we never will be able to ever right. again. And so I agree that there is like a lack of a pressure that she probably felt because she was just living her life and doing what was in front of her yes. whereas with us we can get so overwhelmed yes. and be like we need to solve this and that and this and that when the truth yeah. is no pay attention to what god's doing but then it also like there's something interesting there of like maybe a lack of like i don't know if it's urgency but it also like an increased urgency because you're like wait this is happening mm-hmm. and it matters whereas like right now we can be like oh just disengaged because yeah. what right. are we gonna do and right. like to like to know that this is this is on me right yeah, now. I mean, it's right. not, but it's to feel more ownership. There's something about like our ownership is just completely diluted. Yeah, because we're like, yeah. I mean, I could really I could, like bet all I have, or right. I can just like bet a little and yep. hold some back. Um, so you mentioned Ruth. So I I feel like this bears reading in Matthew's genealogy. Um, listen to this is just the last. Well, not the last few verses. So this is just from like the middle of Matthew's genealogy. So it's Matthew chapter one. And um, I'm just going to pick up like in the middle of one of these sentences because it's like, and -and so-and-so, the father of so-and-so. So we got lots of like fathers and sons. And then we get verse five. And Salmon, the father of Boaz by Rahab. 
and Boaz, the father of Obed, by Ruth, and Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of David the king. And you keep going to verse you know, 16, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, mm-hmm. of whom Jesus was born, who is called the Christ. Yeah. And that like Rahab holds a spot there mm-hmm. and she father or she mothered Boaz. I can't even believe Boaz I'm, and I'm just like catching up with everything right mm-hmm. now. Cause I'm like, I didn't even realize like where she was in that. Like, yeah. I didn't know. Gosh, that's so amazing. David's mm-hmm. great grandmother or so, grandmother. So she like, Obviously, she moves to Israel, like into the Israelites' camp, yeah. and hangs with them. And obviously, her whole family is protected. But then she obviously marries into the family of an Israelite almost immediately. I would guess, right? I guess I she mean, becomes part, like because it kind of in the story in Joshua, we kind of see her and her family get brought, like, right. to live with so yeah, the Israelites, mm-hmm. and they kind it's kind of like happily ever after, like they don't, you know, right. End up, in destruction, like the rest of their people, they get kind of brought close, but it's actually, she would then yeah. marry into the family. Mm. And she has soon a after, son, and Boaz, who, you know, redeems right. in right. that culture, like Ruth, mm-hmm. after she's widowed. Like, it's crazy. It's I so know. good. It's I'm really sorry crazy. I'm the party, but I'm like, no, it's this a good is party. amazing. Like, I, I do, never put all these pieces together, yeah. I guess. I do think that she doesn't get enough credit beyond being a prostitute. Yes. Like, I think that that would be a really great uh, kind of sermon series for people to consider engaging in is this idea that, like, Rahab wasn't just this, like, prostitute, right. like, piece of trash on the side of the road that God, right. like, miraculously decided to use, that she actually has so much character yes. and, like, integrity even in mm-hmm. her to, like, keep her word once they left. And all of this stuff where there's, like, actually, this is a woman who is paying attention to God's movement in the world. Right. And she aligned with it. Yes. Yeah. And think about the way that her son treats Ruth. Yes. Mm. Like, oh, that's true. the immense yeah. amount of character that right. we see yep. in Boaz. Yeah. And that, like, surely he's, you know, influenced by his mom. Right. And just, like, it's pretty amazing. And mm-hmm. I think it's... You know, it's definitely not a, well, God uses her in spite of, like, mm-hmm. no, like, yes. God <laughs> redeems yes. and, like, yes. and and he, you know, he creates this beautiful redemptive story yes. from this image bearer. Mm-hmm. Like, let's start calling her Rahab the image bearer, right. <laughs> yes. you right. know, and that mm-hmm. she... Um, just like in our stories. I mean, if you want to call me, like, you know, name me by a sin, it's like, well, Amanda the Selfish, you know, Mm -hmm. got to steward this, you know, Bible reading community or whatever, Mm -hmm. like in spite of her, like that's all of our stories. It's not any more hers than anyone else's. I mean, the kings of the time were awful. So societal societal, um, class doesn't determine someone's Mm -hmm. character or worth. So anyway... Um, We're going to make it our mission. No, I know. I'm in it with you. So two things from that. First, I'm going to correct my quote from Frederick Buechner. I was close, but you're about to see why I say I'm 50% right, 50% wrong. Okay, the grace of God means something like, here's your life. You might never have been, but you are because the party wouldn't have been complete without you. So oh, it's close. The essence was there. The party. The, yes, yeah. I was there. You did good. Um, so I wanted to clarify that. And then the second thing is that I wanted to ask us was, um, do you find your story overlapping with Rahab's at all? Do you think mm-hmm. that there are any moments or anything that stuck out to you that you thought, wow, that feels like me or where I am, or you can look back in your life and feel similar threads have been woven? 
Well, I, I can't help but be like inspired uh, by her right now in the current state of the world. And I really am in no way making a political statement in one direction or the other. Um, and would even say kind of separate from all of that, what you just said, mm-hmm. being aware of the, of what God is doing in mm-hmm. an age and mm-hmm. aligning with him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always going to look like a tension of it not meshing with people around you. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I'm not really trying to say one direction or yeah. the other. Something's mm-hmm. better than another. I think it's just true of believers mm-hmm. that we're called, like, if we have an opportunity to, in a chaotic world, mm-hmm. go... Um, what is God doing in the middle of this mess? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be on that team. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to risk it all for that yeah. to be mm-hmm. a part of what he's doing. And mm-hmm. it's not more important to me to be a part of, uh, you know, one side or the other, or, yeah. um, uh, uh, my nation or I, I'm, I'm on trying not to get all the way on the, yeah. Like yeah. In, into those waters. Cause I know it's a sensitive thing overall, but I am personally like just taking inspiration from Rahab's life through mm-hmm. this story mm-hmm. to be like that these days where I just think, I just want to keep that quote of whatever you yeah. said, like alliance, like being sensitive to what God is doing in an age or an era and aligning with him. And yeah, that's true. who I want to be. I think. Yeah. 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 Team Yahweh. Team <laughs> Yahweh. Yeah. yeah I is. know. I've heard that phrase before too. Uh, someone said, I'm not sure if it's a famous person or if this person was just saying it over dinner, but um, the idea of throwing yourself in the way of grace. And that's Mm -hmm. what I see in Rahab's story too, is like just sensing and being sensitive to the movement of God and just throwing yourself into it, no matter the cost. Because when you're there, you're going to be in the flow and with the rhythm of the spirit. And that's where you want to be in step with. And so I agree. I love that, that there's like this third way. Right. This third door option. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Door number three. We'll yep. take that one. <laughs> I, it's scary. I mean, it's scary mm-hmm. to think because she had a family. I yeah. mean, she had her brothers and sisters, mother, father, and their survival was banking on her. Like, can you imagine that mm-hmm. conversation? Oh, my gosh. So, listen, here's a thing that went down. I need mm-hmm. you to all come to my house. I'm going to put this red thread in the window and then they're not going to kill like you think about when noah that you know the the saying like noah looked crazy until Mm -hmm. it started raining right and it's like well they must have i I don't even know like what that conversation would have been like Mm -hmm. and but to you know to be people who have people attached to us Mm -hmm. that we love and that sometimes those um, like betting all we have is it all times it affects some affects other people besides just us. And, and so that's where it's hard for me. Like I, um, I just overthink everything Mm -hmm. and I, I don't like to make decisions. And so to see a woman be this decisive Mm -hmm. and led by, I want to say led by the spirit. Mm -hmm. I do believe that's true, even though I cannot theologically explain to you how (laughs) I like to, to see a woman who is sensitive to God's movement Mm -hmm. and and going there. Like I, um, and to make such big decisions Mm -hmm. and bold moves Mm -hmm. in the moment feels very foreign to anything that I would ever do or experience. Is it a risk thing that freaks you out? Um, yeah. And just like a, um, 
you know, part of my job as like a mom, for example, is like the survival of my kids. Mm -hmm. And so to do things that don't make sense Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. really counterintuitive, like to do things that, or to, to put all the chips in instead of a reasonable amount. Totally. (laughs) Like I'm going to push a reasonable amount of chips. And I'm not even thinking of like a specific example but um, just that way of living, mm. of, um, you know, wanting to be just just to really practice being in God's presence from everything from, like, how we spend our time on a given day to where we live and mm-hmm. how we, you know, pay our bills and what we do with our resources, like, everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I feel like it's really coming off of what you said, which I obviously relate um, in regards to being a mom. Yep. But... In addition to that, my personality is uh, when I feel misunderstood, I completely break down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm nine. Oh, I'm a four. Oh. Four. How could you not know? <laughs> Very clear. Fours are so offended when you don't know that they're fours. I literally know that you're a four, but I was like, <laughs> she's saying exactly the inside of my mind right now. Okay. Wait, are you a four, Jess? Yes. I'm oh, a four, the, too. Am, oh, I'm what are you? No wonder I'm so comfortable with all. Oh, I'm you? a strong nine. I'm oh, a nine, nine wing nine. Okay, oh. actually nine wing, but okay, yeah. okay, I'm a strong nine. I don't like everything this makes sense yes. now. On the misunderstood. Um, yes, going. misunderstood. Okay, so one of the biggest things, you know, I I know how much I believe in God. I know how strongly I feel my passions, mm-hmm. my gifts. I, I acknowledge all of these things, although it was really hard for me to do that for many years. But the thing that still is so difficult for me when walking into something that is terrifying is what other people will think. Mm. And feeling misunderstood, especially being a mom with all of these people who are looking to me to have the right answer. Um, you're right? professional. You're a professional mom. You have that many children where you're now considered a professional. <laughs> of course, mom knows the right thing to do. She doesn't question herself or her decisions. Mm. But inside my mind, it's a constant wheel of will this make sense to other people? Mm. And it's very hard for me to move forward without someone else saying, I totally get that. That's a great idea. (laughs) But of course, the ideas that we have, no one else can understand them because we're still in the process of working them through. And the same thing is the way that I'm seeing that the way that I feel about my faith Mm -hmm. is very interwoven with that imagination card and Mm -hmm. coming up with new ideas and Mm -hmm. focusing on your faith. They're all in the same family, creativity and faith. And, um, so to feel misunderstood, uh, my husband and I had different faiths for many years and it was such a difficult space for me to be in and make decisions Mm -hmm. in regards to prioritizing my faith and the decisions I felt that God was calling me into. Mm -hmm. So I can only imagine (laughs) Rahab in this scenario where it's a literal secret in her heart, Mm -hmm. um, that she is going forward with, without any discussion with anyone Mm -hmm. else. And then to know that it's, you know, oftentimes we'll do terrifying, scary things if we know there's a reward in the end. And of course, this was a, a hope, a hope that it would It was come not through. a guarantee. No. Yeah. And in, so now, yeah. you know, oftentimes we'll do terrifying, scary things if we know the payoff is going to be 100% sure, right. building a business, taking risks, whatever it might be. But to look at her in this space, and it was completely based upon this secret in her heart between her and her God, and she did not hesitate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very inspiring. It's so good. I love that. That's such a good place to close, I think, too, the Mm -hmm. idea of like 
what would faith, what would the faith of Rahab look like in our own lives? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean that we need to harbor fugitives or whatever, right. although who knows, you know, <laughs> who am I to tell you what to do? But with the idea of sensing and paying attention to what God's doing and aligning yourself with it, even if people don't understand Yes. Mm-hmm. and knowing that at the end of the day, God is going to be faithful to show up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I can't even imagine with Rahab after they left and she put the little scarlet situation out there and <laughs> was like, okay, fam, we're going to bunker down. Situation. And I'm sure Dude, that she's is hearing that our like, band name now? That's mm-hmm. a, or, or a book. Either the scarlet one. situation. <laughs> exactly. But imagine like this army coming in and just like killing people left and right. And you're just in your house hoping yeah. that this scarlet thing is mm-hmm. going to mean more than what it looks like. Mm, and that gosh. God is going to protect you and preserve you. And that as you walk in obedience, that God's going to honor those acts of obedience. And I absolutely love what you said, Joy. And I think that it's so good to know that like, just because people don't understand doesn't mean that it's not the work of God. Right. Amen. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Amanda, do you have a verse you want to close this with? I was just going to read this. You were sniffing um, around your Bible and I knew something good was going to come. Yeah. This, um, this line in Hebrews, um, where it goes through like the faith of so many, um, and just kind of goes through the story of scripture. Uh, This is chapter 11, verse 29. By faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as if on dry land, but the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Mm -hmm. And it goes on, I'm going to fast forward to verse 39. And all these, including Rahab, Though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. Mm. This is the word of the Lord. Dang. (laughs) Thanks be to God. This is the word of the Lord. I feel like I just went to church. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks for talking about this, you guys. So good. Awesome. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To learn more about our music, books, merchandise, or when a faithful event will be coming near you, please visit us at faithfulproject.com or follow us on social media at Faithful Project. The Faithful Project is brought to you by Compassion International, Integrity Music, and David C. Cook Publishing. To find out how you can play a vital role in releasing children from poverty, please visit compassion.com slash faithful. Until next time, Now go and speak.